0: Has your work become a little blah, and maybe you want to fall in love with your business again? I've personally done this in the last few months after almost a year of letting go and stepping away into new adventures, and it's done me the world of good, because I'm back Baby, and I'm loving my work and life more than ever. And the funny thing is, it's the work I've always done and loved. In fact, to you, if you're listening and you know me really well, you're probably like, "Mm, I've seen you go on a bit of a journey, Natalie, but ultimately, you're still doing the thing that I know you do really well and hopefully you love me for. And it's funny because I had to go away from it to fall back in love with it and really go at it hammer and tongs with full enthusiasm, full dedication, and full passion. I needed that break. Now, today's guest has been going on a very similar journey to me, a former client and now dear friend. I have sat back and watched her flourish and thrive. Suddenly, she's everywhere and anywhere running account management training workshops, being on podcasts, being speaking at events, all these cool things. And I'm like, girl, you're on fire. What's that hot sauce you're drinking? Well, you don't really drink hot sauce, but you know what I mean. What hot sauce are you putting on your toppings? So that's what we're going to reveal in today's episode of Untapped. Are you tapping into your potential? Are you then taking that potential and turning it into a purposeful and profitable online offering so you can impact more people, share your skills and expertise, and make a dent in the world? And are you doing this while living a life that fills you with purpose, happiness, and opportunities for growth? This may all sound too good to be true, and I am telling you, it isn't. These are the big questions that I seek to answer on The Untap Show, a podcast for go-getting humans who know that more is possible for them in life, and who want to make real changes and live up to and beyond their human potential. In this weekly podcast, I share nuggets of wisdom on how to do this, combined with inspiring interviews with everyday humans who are doing this right now so that we can all learn from each other. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson, a best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, lifelong learner, triathlete and lover of handstands and who took her humble blog back in 2010 and somehow managed to turn it into a multiple six-figure business by creating different revenue streams based around my skills talents and knowledge and I know that this is possible for you too so every single week that's what you're going to hear here on this podcast to give you inspiration motivation strategy and tactics to do this for yourself and to lead a purpose-driven life so let's dive in to this week's show. So Jenny Plant has a thriving account management training business, yet when I first met her in 2014 and she came to Barcelona, Spain, and we had our mastermind retreat, she had that business and she wasn't exactly lit up by it. Like It had been something that she'd been doing for quite a few years, but I could just tell when we were talking about it, she was A little half-hearted, which is so not like Jenny. And since then, she's gone into all sorts of different business angles whilst keeping that business, but putting it on the back burner, including her own successful e-commerce business. I brought her in as a guest expert for my 3K in three months e-commerce course last year. And she showed me some really wonderful things. She also ended up then training people in e-commerce and now she's back to account management. And I just think you'll really appreciate her sharing her journey, the mindset shifts, the system shifts she's had to make and how she's re-engaged with this business that she's had for a while and now how it's doing better than ever. So I hope you enjoy. And if you want to follow along with the show notes or learn more about Jenny, come across to nataliecisson.com forward slash zero three five. Oh my goodness, I'm doing a little happy dance here in my studio because, and so are the dogs, because I finally have the one and only and beautiful Jenny Plant. Welcome to Untap.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. Thank you, Natalie. I'm, I'm so happy and excited to be here. I can't quite
0: believe it. I'm seriously excited as well because just to give the listeners some context, we first met in person in Barcelona, Spain in 2014. Am I correct? Did I get the year right? <laughs>
1: You know what? I'm thinking, was it 2014? Because I was following you for quite a few years before that, actually, before I met you. So yeah, that sounds about right, actually.
0: It actually sounds like so long ago now, but it's still probably one of my most vibrant memories because it was my first solo retreat and mastermind that I ran after doing many with Natalie McNeil. And It was just such an awesome three or four days, incredible venue. And as you probably remember, when everybody got together and we sort of said hello, and then the whole point was to go on a walking tour and then go to this flamenco evening and it absolutely bucketed down with rain, which you probably remember. (laughs) So what did we do? The lovely tour guide went out and got all these crappy umbrellas and we walked in the rain on the slippery streets of Barcelona and we ended up in a bar because that was just smarter than being out in the rain drinking champagne and I think that just set the scene. It was more that we played Chinese whispers while drinking champagne to get to know each other and it was just probably my most favourite memory
1: honestly it was so much fun and I'm recalling it now actually but I was thinking you were going to say the next night because you remember the next night we ended up in some nightclub and everyone just walked in and went straight to the dance floor we were that kind of bonded and it was just we just came together really well didn't we?
0: It was so special and what I also love and the power of running any kind of retreat or interaction or workshop or where you bring great people together is that Every single person who was at that retreat has gone on to become friends, has caught up again around the world, in some cases working with each other, doing business with each other. And I think that's the power of any kind of interaction where you bring quality people together. So that's probably one of my favorite things is that all these people that I just loved meeting and working with have also continued on those relationships and friendships.
1: Yeah, it totally made a difference. It made a massive difference. So thank you to you for bringing us all together because... Yeah, you've got kind of lifelong friends there as well, haven't you? It's just, it was very special, very, very special.
0: It was a pleasure. It was one of the best things I ever did and went on to do. So the reason why I really wanted you on Untapped, because I remember when I approached you, you were like, "Well, oh, why? And I was like, because your journey from that retreat, actually, if we start from that context, has just been really fascinating to me. And I think for those listening, you, they're going to really get a lot of value out of it, because it hasn't been a straightforward path that you've chosen. And if we cast our mind back to 2014, at the time you came on to that retreat, and you can refresh my memory if I've got it wrong, you were in the account management skills training space and since then you've gone on this fascinating kind of I don't know you've gone all over the place but in a very strategic way you've tried your hand at so many things you've started lots of different businesses many of those have been super successful in all sorts of areas which we're going to talk about and you've come back to what you were not quite ready to fully commit to I think at that point so sort of five years later You're back there and you're flourishing. So do you want to take us back to the Jenny plant in 2014 and what you were doing? And then we'll continue on the path because I think this is a really interesting lesson for a lot of people listening that the straight path to where you're going isn't often a straight path. It can be a complete, curly, wonderful island adventure. Um, But along the way, there'll just be so many great lessons you learn that will strengthen what you end up actually wanting to do and the ways in which you get to benefit from that.
1: Absolutely. Well, I actually think... My background is working in ad agencies. I've always worked in ad agencies, ever since I was in my early 20s. And it wasn't until I was general manager of a global healthcare advertising agency in 2010, that I actually received some formal sales training. And it made such a huge impact on me. And I began thinking, Well, first of all, the conversations I was having with my clients at that point, after having the training, were completely transformed. And it was leading to me being able to add so much more value to their business, asking really strategic questions. I added so much more revenue to the bottom line of the agency. That made a huge impact on me. Around the same time, a few things happened. It was like the best and worst time of my life, because on the downside, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. But on the upside, I started thinking about if I was to leave this fabulous full-time job that I absolutely loved, what else would I do? And that kind of led me to find you, Nat, online. And I, it was around 2010, might have been earlier than that, that I kind of started following you online and thought, here's this girl who doesn't have to go to an office every day. She doesn't have to commute every day on this dreadful hour-long commute each way and she's earning a living, and she's kind of teaching. And I was quite hooked on what you were doing. And I thought, you know, I never thought in my wildest dreams that I could have so much flexibility, um, because all I'd ever known was being employed. So anyway, 2010 was a bit of a culmination point. My dad was diagnosed, and I thought, I want to spend more time with him before he dies. And that feeling <laughs> that, yeah, and I know you do. And I know we're kind of, kindred spirits on that one because yeah it was I know that it rocked your world and it rocked mine too so yeah that was the turning point I thought right I'm going to leave my job at the time which was a big big step and I thought there must be something in this you know working online running a business online and that's where I found you and the other Natalie at the time and you were running this program called We Mastermind and that was where you said look take what you wouldn't know Take what you're expert at, that people will pay you for, that you're passionate about. And I thought, well, what's that for me? And this was when I started thinking, well, in my job, I've just had all of this sales training and I'm I'm feeling so geared up about my role. I want to share this information with other people. I want to help others. So I thought that's my sweet spot. And that's what led me to come up with the idea that I was going to train other account managers in creative agencies, how to manage client relationships. So the grain of an idea was very much you helped me come up with that idea. And this is why it's so amazing now to be talking to you all of these years later to see what's happened. But yeah, when you said I'm having this retreat, I thought, yeah, I've got to get near Natalie. She's going to help me bring this idea to life. So
0: <laughs> That was, and that was I, really. What did you do immediately after the retreat? Because I remember um, you had a really good game plan going in, but I still don't think in your heart or in your mind it was the exact path at that time. Is that correct, or was it that you just weren't fully sure how to bring that to life and a great business model?
1: I think what I did when I stepped out of my full time role, and I think this might be useful for other people who perhaps are you know employed full time, I freelanced. And the freelancing allowed me the time to spend more time with my dad. I used to pick him up on a Friday and spend the whole day with him. So it suited my personal needs, but also allowed me to earn some money on the side. And around this time, I was trying to formulate this account management training uh, idea that I had. And that was when I came to the, the mastermind. And no, I didn't have it completely nailed down. I was kind of freelancing trying to come up with the idea. I started asking people, would this be useful? If so, why? And that was the time that I came. And I did get some great ideas from the group. I mean, it was just stunning. It was really brilliant ideas. But I think after the mastermind, I still found it difficult to get traction. Um, Partly because at that stage, unfortunately, my dad had deteriorated, which was having a lot of my focus and I was still managing to keep up the freelancing. So at that stage, the real, the business idea kind of had to go on the back burner.
0: Mm, Yeah, no, fair enough. That makes total sense. So where did you go to from there? Because you were freelancing, obviously honing more of your skills, and then you started dabbling in some different areas. So I'd love to talk about those as well. And what sort of brought you to those? Okay, so Someone
1: handed me a book when I left my job and it was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert (laughs) (laughs) Kiyosaki. Yeah. And I know a lot of people cite this as a bit of a life-changing book. Um, I'm no different. It changed my life. And in the book, if you haven't read it, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, but it fundamentally says build assets that drive an income for you rather than exchanging time for money or having a job which limits the amount of earning potential you have. And I was absolutely obsessed by this. And therefore I gave the book to a friend of mine who then suddenly said to me, did you know that rich dad, poor dad are in Tunbridge Wells? And I said, what do you mean they're in Tunbridge Wells? Well, they had like a half day seminar. So long story short, we actually went that day to this seminar, which turned out to be this property investing seminar and we signed up for this course which was kind of 6 months to a year of learning all about how to invest in property mm-hmm. and i ended up purchasing a couple of properties and that was my first start in down this path of creating assets that ultimately meant that i would be getting paid whether i was kind of there or not and the journey through that was once i was in this property investing community Obviously, they were very entrepreneurial and other business models were being talked about. One of which was this e-commerce opportunity, which was essentially how to reverse engineer what was already selling on Amazon, then going to China or India or the UK and sourcing products, putting your own brand on them and then selling them using Amazon's fulfillment channel. Which meant that you didn't hold any stock. So I thought, my God, this is brilliant! You know, I've been following Natalie. She's talking about having an online business. I've done a bit of property, but I I really love online business. So maybe this is the model. So again, account management skills were kept on the back burner because I saw this opportunity as a little bit of, of an easier step for some reason. Because I thought. It fits really well. I've been in advertising, building brands for other people, for my clients. And this was an opportunity to have a brand of my own, which really, really appealed. So again, I started a course, learned as much as I could, had some real massive success at the very beginning. We were selling healthcare supplements in the U.S. market and we were doing so well sales-wise One day we did a promotion and we hit, I don't know, it was about 30 to 35,000 in a day in sales, which was, you know, that kind of money. It was sales. It wasn't revenue. It was total turnover. It was a promotion. But the excitement was off the charts. And I thought, this is going to be fantastic. Again, I knuckled in as I approach everything. I have to know everything and (laughs) learn as much as I could. And then. through doing that, the guys that were teaching the course, they separated from the training company. So the training company asked myself and my friend if we wanted to run the course for them. So we ended up doing that for three years. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved teaching, coaching, training.
0: I loved running my e-commerce business as well. So that was almost, and they gave you all the tools and skills to do it, and that was just from you. (laughs) It's amazing, hey, the opportunities from going along and then being able to turn around and teach it and train it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you had to do a lot of your. I mean, the course evolved because we were constantly changing the course because of keeping up with Amazon's terms of service for changing every five minutes, and you know the different rules and regulations came into into play. There was a lot to take in, and I was immersed in that world of listening to podcasts, going to mastermind retreats and really trying to run my own business whilst trying to run a coaching program and a mastermind program. And it was a lot of work, but I loved it. I mean, I absolutely loved it. But I found after a while that I really, really enjoyed the coaching and training aspect. But I found that my own e-commerce business was suffering a little bit. I launched a couple of brands. I launched, oh gosh, how many products? About 10 different products. I was selling in multiple markets and I was kind of struggling to keep on top of it all um, whilst keeping my knowledge up to date. Um, Also, and I think you'll appreciate this, Nat, being another star profile, which is a wealth dynamic profile. Yes. (laughs) I felt more in flow Through coaching and training, and helping others get started with the business model, than being in my analytics, looking at how well my ad campaigns were performing and adjusting my spend and looking at all of the results and tweaking things. And so I felt a lot of my flow came from, and my enjoyment through what I was doing at the time came from being in my, you know, the three-day masterclass and the academy that we were running. So I started looking back at the account management training stuff that I was doing. Um, Actually, I'm getting my dates a little bit caught up now because
0: (laughs) you've done so (laughs) much.
1: Well, I, I just forgot actually that at that time I was running account management skills, but a lot more pared down. I had a, contract with the pharmaceutical marketing society, which I still have to run my workshop for them. So they were promoting it, which they still are. And I was delivering it. And that meant I was getting more interested in my account management training stuff. And I really felt like that's my IP. I own it. So I know that I've gone around the houses a little bit, but I was juggling a lot of stuff at the time, but the account management training stuff was happening. But it wasn't the
0: scale of full time, yeah. which it is now. Yeah, totally hear you. So let's sort of <laughs> strike forward to today and... I know that you're flourishing. I know you've had a lot of mindset shifts about this. And I think it's because you have finally got yourself back into the star profile, as you mentioned, which for those listening, I talk about it in the Freedom Plan book. It is a, a profiling test by Roger Hamilton called Wealth Dynamics. It's specifically really useful for entrepreneurs about who you are and what kind of work lights you up and gets you in flow and what kind of work you shouldn't be doing. And therefore off that who you need on your team to make that happen and to make you more successful and to make sure you're doing the work that you love and and a big part of being a star is that we are best out front as you said speaking coaching leading teaching interacting just all the fantastic times that we can shine the light on others so that they can really step up into their potential and you're doing that now I've seen photos on LinkedIn you're running countless workshops all these ad agency managers and people just going that was fantastic training I loved it I learned so much and you just look like you fully stepped into your power there, but it's, it's been this five-year window. So what would you say have been some of the, I guess, the things that have clicked into place for you, whether that's a skills experience base or a mindset base, or has it been most likely, I'm thinking, a combination of those? I think, first of all, I
1: have been doing the job myself all my life. So there's no scenario that an account manager can tell me they're in with a client that I probably haven't been through myself. So already, I'm speaking from such a grounded place in how I feel about what I'm teaching. It comes from, I really want to help account managers because I know what it's like. I know how wonderful it can be, but I also know how challenging the role can be. And you do find yourself in multiple different situations with clients and internally that are tricky to navigate. So I think that was kind of my feeling of empowerment is that I really do feel confident in this area because I've lived it. The other thing I feel really super confident about is these selling skills that I learned later in my account management career. It was like a light bulb had gone off and it's different the sales training that I received was steeped in psychology actually it's the Sandler selling system which absolutely if anyone's familiar with it is is just mind blowing. And it's so authentic and it's real and it's just very natural. It's not being salesy at all. And I was very... Excited. Are you able to talk us through it a little bit? Um, yeah, Sandra's methodology is, is grounded in what's called transactional analysis, which mm. were, yeah, it's based on the findings of a psychologist in the 1950s called Eric Byrne. And it's all about uncovering someone's pain and understanding that you can't sell anything to anyone. They have to people buy emotionally to go towards pleasure or away from pain and pain is the biggest motivator. So you have to really uncover someone's pain. You know, what is the problem that you are solving for them? Because people buy for their reasons. So it's just so fascinating that and there's so many different ways that you can ask the questions to uncover the pain. And really, it's not like selling because you go through this huge qualification process. You know, when I started working with this endless sales trainer, Marcus Kalki, who's I call him Yoda because he's just so brilliant. He <laughs> came to my office, and he was saying, he was asking me questions when I was a general manager, saying, "So, what's your conversion rate? What's your cost of sale? What's your pipeline? How do you qualify new business opportunities? Where are your client development plans?" And surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was like oh my god this is the stuff that I should have been doing mm-hmm. which I didn't realize I needed to be doing so I've taken Sander but I've also wrapped it up in all of my experience and my learnings through following thought leaders like Blair Enns like Tim Williams these are thought leaders in the agency space who talk about pricing strategy and market shifts and the way agencies are changing and evolving. And you asked me the question, why do I feel so aligned with this? I don't know, but I just feel, I feel like I've only just got started really. Mm -hmm. My training program that I'm doing now, it's all about how to grow an existing account. And I've been evolving that really since 2016 through, you know, it's gone through different iterations to the point that I feel so excited about delivering it because I know what works and what doesn't. I mean, The job's never done. I'm always tweaking. I'm always learning. But I know that it's going to create the same shift in an account manager that I felt when I learned all of this new stuff. And it made me a better account manager. It made me a better negotiator. It made me a better consultant to my clients. And fundamentally, it added money on the bottom line of the agency and added value to my clients. And this has been the biggest shift. And yes, I'm loving, I've got so many clients at the moment. I'm working with brilliant top, top creative agencies in the UK. And it's just exciting. It's really, really exciting.
0: I can hear it in your voice. It's fantastic. And I really love that as an example because if I think about my business over the years, you know, there's times when I've been highly motivated by it and times where I'm like, oh, kind of doing not the same old same old because I created it and there was always lots of different angles to it which I love but even then when you have that much variety in a business that you've built sometimes it's just the motivation to turn up and do your best and to be consistent and not everybody has that motivation 100% of the time And I think what you've just spoken to there is that you got curious, you learned new things, you talked to different people who gave you a different perspective, they lit up something in you that you hadn't considered before. And all of this kind of rejuvenated you around this area that for many, you already had a ton of experience in. And I just love to congratulate you on that because I think that is something that so many people don't take the time to do. They walk away too soon from something that they've built a massive amount of credibility, knowledge, experience in because they're bored and I totally get it because you and I are both Aries and impatience and getting bored is, is part of that. But at the same time, we've both shown so much durability and stickability and commitment to our craft and what we want to do. And within that, you can always find pockets of creativity and newness and scope and extension of yourself. And I think it's just up to each of us individually to really think, okay, maybe this is getting a bit tiresome. So how can I refresh this? Do I need to look at what I'm learning? Do I need to introduce some new people into my team or into my world? Some mentors, some advisors, some new ways of thinking to reframe and to go even deeper. Do you want to add anything to that? (laughs) Oh, I, I just agree with everything you've just said. It's so
1: true. And I think this is pretty typical of people who they love, you know, if you're someone who loves variety, and you love newness like you and i do you have to as you say find the newness in what you're already doing if you want to become an expert or not an expert just a lead, a leading learner you want to go deeper in one direction i think you you have to find the newness and let's face it i don't know one market right now that is be isn't being disrupted in some way shape or form we're going through a real big change in the economy, politically, digital transformation is all around us. So I I would challenge anyone who's starting to get a bit bored just to really think about is it worth dropping it and going in a completely different direction? Just make sure that you've explored every avenue for breathing some kind of life into what you've got. I never thought I would say that though, Nat, but I do agree with everything you've just said because... I've lived it, as you can see.
0: Yeah, and I never thought I'd sort of say it as well, but maybe that's what the beauty of wisdom and experience gives you. And I'm all for people pivoting and trying something new on, but not throwing everything away that they've built because deep learning and mastery around topics takes a long time. That's why I always love The Leading Learner, which is a Roger Hamilton reference from way back and something that I talk about all the time is not being a guru, an expert, but just being a couple of steps ahead. But the more you can do that in every aspect of your life, and I'm loving that through triathlon training now and just learning so much all the time. There's so much more to learn and do. But every time I just get a little bit better or understand something, I'm able to apply it. And before long, I know that I'll have a lot more experience in it versus being a newbie. And just finding those moments in your work, in your life, in your mindset and how to extend yourself is is really important, and building on what you've already got. Even coming back to, and you've seen my metamorphosis, um, I know when I switched from the suitcase entrepreneur to Natalie's, and that was a kind of big deal, to other people, they will probably like, oh, I don't really see any difference, and when I just recently, probably in the last few months, really got clear on the get paid to be you, and how I want to turn up in this world and what I want to offer people and how I want to help them to a lot of people they are like, I just think it's what you've been doing the whole time. But to me, I've gone through this whole metamorphosis of coming to what was important and putting it out there. So it's quite interesting. Often it's the own internal journey that we need to go on into the outside world. You still look like, okay, yeah, you know, what's different. So that's a really fascinating thing. And I think the internal journey is more important than any other one because you have to have that self belief and conviction. That is so true.
1: And I do I actually can see why people would say that to you because you helped me uncover my, you know, talent. You were the one that kind of sparked the idea initially about account management training. So oh, I nice. you Yeah. <laughs> I <didn't know> this. <laughs> you did. Yeah. That was the whole we mastermind thing with Natalie McNeil was finding this this idea. And that's the idea that I might have put on the shelf for a little while, but then have taken it back and just It just seems like doors are opening left, right and centre right now. And it just feels so, so right. What I do find funny actually now, and I don't know if you can feel this as well. It is a lot about the journey in the mind and how far you've come. Because sometimes when I talk to people who are in jobs and they perhaps want to do something different and would like to have their own thing or more flexibility in their day to day World, it feels like a big leap for them in their mind, and I say to them, What well, you can just do it, do this, do that? But I remember when I was working full time, I could never see really how I was going to make that transition, so I think it's lovely that you are continuing to help people do this and make the leap. You're the original, really. I've seen lots of people doing <laughs> what you did like 20 or not, was it 20 years ago or
0: 15? <laughs> not that old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you were the original person that did it. And I just think it's brilliant that you've got, I mean, you've got so much experience with helping people. You must have come across so many people that have whatever problem or challenge they're experiencing, you could probably help navigate them through, couldn't you? Well,
0: thanks, hun. Um, I think I was probably one of the originals. I, I won't put myself up there so so massively, but yeah, it is incredible. And I think the biggest thing for me when I had my sort of what felt like an epic fail or screw up last year, which was actually just another bump in the road, was that it really did make me come back to questioning and also looking at all the experience and knowledge over time because there was a time at which I remember doubting that and going oh really like what have I done it was just a fascinating journey to go through and then to come back to actually people telling me here's how you've helped me or here's the experience that you've had and this is what I learned and I was like okay cool it was almost like people had to just reinforce what I knew deep down but had kind of put away in this monumental moment where it just felt like I'd screwed up and I, I think that was probably one of the most richest and rewarding experiences for me to have because I just haven't had many failures (laughs) Had lots but you know nothing that really felt like it really hit home and to come out the other side of that going actually it's been staring me in the face for so long the people I love helping are the people who have so much potential but just don't see it and I know how I can help them to monetize themselves and build a career or a business or a side hustle that's really going to work so appreciate hearing that from you and I just have to shout out to Jenny for probably being one of my biggest advocators and supporters over the many, many years, and that's not why I had you on the show. I totally just wanted to share your journey, but I do just have to say there's probably about 20 people in the entire 10-year sort of journey who I can point to who are always there and accessible and going on their own journey and just absolutely inspiring me, and you're definitely one of them.
1: Oh, I'm so pleased. But also, we it's lovely, isn't it, Nat, that when you do find people who are on that journey with you, you're just lifting each other up and supporting each other And that's what I find so uplifting sometimes, particularly at the end of my full-time career, when I was in a very senior management position, you do feel like sometimes it can be very, I don't know, like swimming with the sharks sometimes, (laughs) you know, it's quite political. It's quite, I don't know, I I felt like very held by that. And ever since I've broken free, it's like down to you, isn't it? It's how I've worked hard, I've enjoyed my time and I would do everything the same again. I really would. And I, this is just the beginning for me. I feel like this is a, a new chapter and I know it's the new chapter for you, but I just want to stay around people. And I think it comes back to the mastermind. Uh, being around people who are like-minded, just the energy is just indescribable. It's just, it's what I live for really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to make the next one happen. Just an out of those listening out there, retreats are back on the table in 2020. So I'll, <laughs> once I've got the details, I'll be sharing them because I just love them. They're just so magnificent for personal growth and professional growth. And as you said, the lifelong friendship. So highly recommend people to go on their own retreats, whether it's personal, professional, health, Yeah, some of the best learnings, because I think you're giving yourself space and time to just be in that moment and to fully immerse yourself in learning and deeper understanding. And we just don't do enough of that in our everyday busyness and operational aspect of just do, do, do. So, you know, if you have to pay lots of money in order to just take time out, then do it because it's almost always worth it.
1: Absolutely. And just getting another person's perspective on what you're doing and being receptive to it, I think it, it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Because you, you can't see the things from within your own business. You just need that external perspective. And it can be the difference between one suggestion or one small idea that's going to change the trajectory of your business. So, yeah, I can't wait for 2020
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on Untap. Where can people find out more about Jenny Plant? So at
1: accountmanagementskills.com or look me up on LinkedIn, I'm usually there, Jenny Plant. I'd love to hear from anyone that wants any tips or any help with doing something similar if they're thinking of making the leap, a uh, full-time job or yeah, if, if I can help anyone else along this journey, I'd love to.
0: And you've got such a wide array of skills. You know, you helped me out with my e-commerce venture and course and you were my, my leader through that. So, you know, Jenny has a lot of in-depth knowledge and, um, and you do post great stuff on LinkedIn. So I think you're always sharing in such an honest and authentic way so I can learn a lot from you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you, Now It's been lovely. It's been real fun. Thank you so much.
0: All right. I hope you learned a lot from that interview. To be fair, I felt like it was more a personal catch up and chat with Jenny. So I hope that you still got lots of value out of it. There are actually a lot more things that I feel I probably could have asked her, but I just was really relishing the chance for her to be able to go and relive that journey and for the nuggets to be kind of pulled out of that discussion. So once again, I've popped in some great resources into the podcast notes like Profit First, which she talked about, uh, more about how to get in touch with Jenny. Also some good things and previous podcasts that relate to this one. So if you don't want to fall back in love with your business and you want to change it completely, there's a great episode with Julia Kelly, which was just recently. So I've linked to that in the show notes. And if you want to show this podcast a little bit of love, keep it advert free and keep supporting me in creating these every single week and all the content and goodness that goes with it and my lovely little nimble team behind the scenes then please go to natalie sisson.com forward slash love and share the love i would so appreciate it no matter how big or small your little pledge is it goes directly back to supporting the production of this untapped podcast have a fan freaking tastic week and remember to tap into your potential every single moment of every single day